John Arena called me as pizza spokesman. I'm down with that. You know, I'm I'm down to uplift pizza because yes, I am freakishly into it too. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy Idrif. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. In case you're wondering, and if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game, and today we level up our pizza game through a conversation with me from the What's Good Dough podcast. Weirdly enough, somebody thought that it was a good idea to interview me, and that was my buddy Craig from Gracie's of Pizza. Back in May, while we were doing his second interview, uh, check that out. It's about him running his Portland pizza shop, Solo Dolo. We joked around with the idea of flipping the script. Four months or so later, we finally made it happen, and we're dropping it today for the listeners. But before we continue, I want to give a special shout out to our show sponsor, Uni. I was listening to an old podcast with Mike from Pizza in the Sack, and we were talking about how making pizza at home is so much better than ordering from the big chains. He justified his uni purchase by saying, if I can make at least 10 pizzas with my uni, the cost savings alone would be worth it. Not to mention, it makes for a great backyard accessory, and you know you're going to make more than 10 pizzas once the oven arrives. Get your uni today using the link in the show notes and start making delicious next level pizza at home speaking of delicious i also want to say a huge thanks to our show sponsor cordo olive oil cordo produces some of the freshest most flavorful oil in the world literally they have won awards for this when you taste the fresh olive oil for the first time you can't believe it the next time you go to the best pizzeria in your town peep their olive oil most likely they'll be using cordo And the good news is whether you're a home baker or a commercial operator, you can get your Cordo olive oil using the link in the show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good dough? How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Welcome to Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. I'm glad we finally connected to do this. Um, I'm Craig. Um, I've been on the pod twice now, um, with Gracie's pizza. And the last time we decided we would, we would flip the script and, uh, I thought it would be cool for people to learn a little bit more about iDrift and what, what, what he's doing. Yeah. I, I can't believe it's happening. Um, I think when we first talked about it, I was like, man, is he serious? And look at where we are today yeah yeah i was i was i really wanted to make it down to you but but it was tough to tough to coordinate so what what are you doing in town i guess that's the first thing the first thing um well i'm here to eat some pizza um but what actually brought me here was uh brian spangler is doing an event over in newburgh at a winery and he had mentioned that he's making pizzas and is going to be donating the profits to charity. And when him and I were talking about it, he asked me if I wanted to join him. Cool. What What is it? Do you know what it's for? The charity or or the, I don't know which charity. I think it's a local Portland organization. I got to find out which one. But the reason he had decided that um, was that he wanted a local organization because he wanted to go, he wanted his money to go further. Um, 
I initially asked him if he wanted to donate to Slice of Summer, which is the, it's an event that me and Blaine from PDX Doughboy, Scott Wiener, and Mike from Rose Hill Sourdough uh, were holding together to incentivize people, home, bake, home bakers, home pizza makers, even pizza shop owners to make pizza and donate to charity. And we're going to be donating those funds to two organizations, uh, No Kid Hungry and Feeding America. And when I had proposed that to Brian, he was like, well, I really want my money to go as far as possible. Sure. And I, I get it. You know, those big ass organizations, uh, you just don't know where the money's going yeah. sometimes. So I get that. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. That's something I've always thought about in that when doing kind of donation based things, um, I've always been into like donating to one person or donating to one person for the entire year or trying to like sort of similar idea of like trying to figure out how to actually stretch out what, what you're making a significant contribution versus this sort of idea of just sending 20 different people and especially large organizations, a few hundred bucks, but like maybe concentrating on, on, on one thing. So that makes sense, but it's cool. What prompted the, the, the summer, sort of summer donation project yeah slice of summer um well mike from rose hill sourdough he noticed that we had we as in me blaine and a couple of other home pizza makers did this charity event um in february where we got just um i think around like 10 to 12 home pizza makers to give away pizza for free and raise money for charity as well. And, you know, he saw that and loved the idea and wanted to set up this like huge goal of raising a hundred thousand dollars for food insecurity programs. He's a very charitable person to begin with. He donates a lot of his um, book sales to food um, hunger relief organizations. And so when he saw that we were doing it, he wanted a slice of the pie and was like, let's, let's get more people. Let's scale this up essentially. Cool. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Fun, fun use of the platform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, it's, it's fun use of the platform. It's just great to encourage people to make pizza and it's great to have the ability to help. So let's, let's take it back then. How did the podcast start? Mm. Because that's the big thing. I mean, this is primarily for your listeners. So it's like, and you probably talked about this, I'm sure, across across many episodes. But you know what what really prompted you? You weren't making pizza in any sort of professional setting, right? Well, or were you? I I yeah, I was. Lay it on me. Um, so it all started in 2017. I was living with my fiance's grandmother. We had just moved in to her house to save money for our wedding. And there was this pizzeria nearby that we loved to visit. And it was called Stuffed Pizza. And we would go there frequently, just grab a slice. And then I started to think to myself, man, I, I really do love pizza. Let me learn the industry a little bit. Um, with, the, with the actual goal of just maybe one day potentially opening up a business. And so I thought, hey, let's let's find a place to work at. And my one condition of finding a place was that I had to like the food because I wanted to eat it. Sure. You know, I was lucky because the, the owners there, Ravi and Lottie, um, just, you know, hungry business people. They just, 
you know, they're churning pizzas all day, every day. They're working hella hours. They were like, yo, you know, we don't mind hiring you. I had no experience whatsoever, but they started me on the line. Cool. They, they normally don't do that. Uh, but I had expressed to them, like, I, I want to do this. And yeah, I was, I was working every single day, seven days a week, uh, including my full-time job and doing pizza on the weekends. And on Fridays, I would be working maybe like close to 18, 16, 18 hours. Too much work, my man. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. But like, I didn't mind. Um, you know, I got Clorox in my eye. I smelled like sweat at the end of the day. Um, but it was fun. It was a good camaraderie. But uh, that ended because um, I was planning a wedding. Planning needed to happen on weekends while I was working. And so I eventually told them, look, I got to go. So I put in my two-week notice, and that's when I bought my first 50-pound bag of Caputo Americana flour. <laughs> and so I was making pizza at home, making pizza at home. And at, you know, after a few months, I started to plateau. I was like, I'm not getting any better at this. My pizzas suck. <laughs> uh, or they, they weren't looking like the pizzas that I wanted. And, and mind you, I, I hadn't really um, dabbled in Instagram yet. It was my wife who actually started the account and was just taking pictures and posting it up there. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> and then I just, I just happened to be listening to a Gary Vaynerchuk video and I was like, and he said, start a podcast. Who's, you, who's Gary Vaynerchuk? He is this uh, social media mogul slash entrepreneur slash business person slash investor. Sure. And he's a, even a motivational speaker and author. And I used to listen to his and watch his videos. He was like, start a podcast in, in the field that you want to, to, to work in. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is a way that I can get better. And that's when I had that idea in the back of my mind. Sure. <laughs> and that was when? What? Um, around, around November. But I didn't, oh, sorry, October. But I didn't actually start um, until I met Kirk. And Kirk is the owner of A Slice of New York. And actually, in, instead of taking Gary's advice of starting a podcast, I thought, you know what? Maybe I just work at a pizzeria again to get better. Sure reasonable reasonable way to to improve making pizza exactly exactly and i i interviewed with kirk and he was like are you sure you want to do this again right because you're still working full-time um you're not gonna have any sort of balance in your life oh and i'm gonna have you sign an nda whoa yeah um right and that's and i was like mm, well if i want to start a pizzeria one day I don't want this to become an issue. Yeah, it's pretty pretty weird to sign an NDA if, if the goal is is to open a, a pizza joint. Exactly. And so I said, uh, I better not. But then the podcast idea was still in my mind. And that's when I started it. And Kirk actually was the first person I ever interviewed. Cool. So yeah, that's how yeah. the podcast started. That's fine. Yeah. And you've been you've done a lot of interviews in a short time. To me, it seems. In April, right, I had not seen any traction. Um, I posted, I, I recorded the first show in November. I posted it up in February and nothing happened. And then April, the, the pandemic started and I was like, well, I really need to fucking do something. Yeah. 
And so that's when I made a commitment to myself to post one episode every week, every Friday, and never miss one. And I haven't missed one. There were some weeks where I posted two or three. Um, and maybe that's why the numbers yeah. are a little inflated. Um, but I, I haven't missed an episode since. Cool. What, um, so you started it, you started the podcast to learn more. Yeah. With the intention of, of opening a pizza shop. Yes. That was like the, the loose idea. Yeah. Um, to get better at pizza making too. Yeah. And you've been making way more pizza, Hell it yeah. seems, over the last year than you were in the beginning. What, what, like, it's not easy. Actually, I was just talking before you got here um, with somebody who's staying at my house. And I was talking about how this is interesting because, you know, you're primarily the question, the question asker. And anytime I've done this, I'm the question answerer. And it's not question and answer. It's obviously a conversation, but, but it's like the dynamic is, is one of, of that side. And I actually think, and maybe it's just because I'm long winded, but like being on the receiving side is almost easier. Like to me, it's 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 interesting to to think about. I don't know to to have a to figure out how to kind of. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation to me to be sort of the host or the person who kind of is interviewing other people. And I guess maybe if it just stems from curiosity, it seems a little easier. But like maybe it's a long-winded way of asking. Like, how have you developed from? How have you changed from the beginning of how this podcast started to to how it to where it's gotten? I'll start off by saying that. I am no expert. I am very, very, very much in just the beginning stages of this. It was super, super hard learning all the technical stuff. It was even just harder getting over the fact that I am actually interviewing people um, just in general, right? Like sometimes I still feel like, like, am I even, like that imposter syndrome is real. Let's just put it that way. At first, nobody gave a shit about who I was, um, and quite frankly, people still shouldn't give a shit about who I am, but they were just like, who is this random-ass motherfucker asking me to in get interviewed? Sure. Yeah, I, I, hadn't, I had no backing behind me, but I think what I did have, like, like you mentioned, was just I had a, a genuine curiosity uh, to learn. Um, I also wanted to highlight the local pizzeria makers in my area and learn from them. Um, but I think also what helped me is that um, my my day job is is a union organizer, and we are trained to talk to workers and get their story, and really listen and let the workers talk, because in order for you to ask the right questions, you really have to listen, and you have to find those one, two, or three words that they say that drives the conversation forward or drives them to move action. And if you notice, I think in most of my podcasts, I just shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people tell me to talk more, but I'm just like, yo, like I'm here to learn, but I'm also here to listen. And so I've always said this podcast has been self-serving because I get to listen and learn, but you know, I'm, I'm also just listening so that I can try to figure out the right questions. And a lot of the times I don't get them when I'm listening to them and I'm editing them. I'm just like, you dumbass, <laughs> why didn't you ask this obvious question? Sure. Um, 
but yes, it, it's still super hard for me to, to just talk in general. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning process much like anything else. And I think, uh, just like with anything, it, it gets better over time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, having done it twice with you, um, was kind of a cool experience. Um, cause listening back to both of them, I listened back to the first one after we did the second one. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm an avid listener of a lot of things. And like, to me, just listening, I mean, I've listened to, I don't listen to every single episode, I'll, I'll admit. Um, but I've, I've listened to many of them and I listen to them over the course of time. And obviously the ones that myself are the most, I understand them more intimately because, well, I was there. And like, to me, the, it's been cool to see the progress in both having the conversation with you from the first one to the second one. and and then listening back at like, it's cool to, to, to have been a part of that. Cause I did the first one with you pretty early in the, in the, in the time I had no idea who you were. Um, I was like super impressed by you the minute we spoke in terms of like the way that you pay attention. Um, uh, and we did it like a, we did a video chat and I remember being like very, very aware of like, uh, kind of even though it was through a screen like your body language like you're really paying attention and it was kind of absorbing information and it was a really interesting experience but then when we got to the second one i thought you were i mean maybe we also just knew each other we, we've known each other for an extended period of time now but your comfort level seemed to me to have increased a lot um and it's been cool to listen back sometimes i just listen back to earlier conversations that you have versus some of the later ones and kind of to see how how it's developed because i think it's really interesting um and awesome i think, I think it's cringy <laughs> um, <laughs> oh i mean i i i listen to the old ones and i'm just like oh my goodness i feel so bad for for people listening to this today but i'm never going to take it off yeah and um i'm probably going to think about today's episode or the one that we're recording sure. now um as cringy you know five years yeah. from now what do you, what do you think you've learned? What are the, what are some takeaways you've had now that you've done it for a year and a half? Yeah. Um, in terms of, in terms of things you've had to learn, whether it be technical things, um, I don't, do you do the editing to, to all the, uh, all the episodes? I am just handing off the, I'm training someone to edit them now. Cool. Did you have any experience with any of the kind of mechanical side of things like the zero? Yeah. I learned Adobe Audition on YouTube. Um, fortunately, I have a, a discounted um, subscription because of the nonprofit that I run. And what, what, what's the nonprofit that you run? Magic Dance Arts. We do a, a dance company for children with special needs. And so I got Adobe Audition for free, but I was using GarageBand at first. And it was, not, it was just not happening. Um, <laughs> what do you use now? I use Adobe Audition. So it's gotcha. uh, um, more professional level automated systems. Very, very fun. Cool. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I really do think just, you know, I'm a big fan of the whole doing your reps thing. You introduced me to that. I make that like super well known, like just to get better at anything. One, it doesn't happen over fucking night. Yeah. And two, it's not going to happen overnight if you just sit on your ass and yeah. not doing anything, right? You have to just show up every day. And it gets easier if you show up every day and come prepared. 
I learned that from Steve Delinsky, who I just interviewed. And he is so fucking good at what he does. Like you, you said in our conversation, Joe Rogan is a master. I think Steve Delinsky is a master. And, and, and those guys have two things in common. They've just been doing it yeah. for fucking years. Yeah. Right? And they love what they do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in, in terms of comfort, like I just got to get out of my own head sometimes. Right? I feel like sometimes I'm like, you see me right now, I'm looking at this to make sure it doesn't stop fucking recording. And I just got to sit back, relax. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm sitting down in a, as a host, I'm like, I have a million things going on at once. So I imagine one day when I finally just accept the fact that all those million thing, millions of things I'm thinking about, like nothing's going to go wrong. I think that's when I can truly, yeah. fully be present. Sure. I'm just trying to always be present. Like on the way here, I was meditating in the car, like, you know. In the car? Yeah. While you're driving? While I was driving. <laughs> it wasn't like a full meditation, but it was just like getting centered because like I'm so anxious yeah. when I'm, because I'm afraid of things to go wrong. Um, but I do notice that when I'm calm, that's when I can have fun. And yeah. I just want to be able to have all the fun that I can while doing this. That's why I put you in the comfy chair. Yes. Um, feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you go about I don't I don't I don't know what someone listening is is interested in learning. Like I, I'm interested in learning about the mechanics of a podcast, kind of like just out of curiosity. Like like how do you go about both finding people and then what is sort of your process of preparing um, other than meditating while driving, like how else do you kind of, and it could be none. I mean, just like what, what is like your preparation process and, and how do you find people and what's your preparation process and how has that changed from maybe the beginning when I think you just say cold called me on Instagram versus maybe how you're doing it now, or is it exactly the same? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cold calling on Instagram still. Um, there, it, the leads are a little warmer now, uh, fortunately, because I've, you know, um, I've been able to just show like, Instagram is like very cool because you can essentially show your resume, right? I've, I, I can show that I am engaged with this community. And I think that's why people are so willing to say, okay, he actually gives a damn about pizza. I'm willing to talk to him. So that's one. Um, and then one thing that has, I had told you that I landed a interview with Steve Delinsky and, and that, um, do you know who Steve I Delinsky is? I don't know, my next question was, I was about to inter interject <laughs> and ask who Steve Delinsky is because now it's the second time that he's come up and Steve I Delinsky, no pizza podcaster, news reporter in um, Chicago, um, does a whole bunch of shit. I met him at Pizza Expo. And so I did a little bit of networking there and you know, got a, a couple of, uh, a few, you know, half promises of like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast. I, I call them half promises because until we sure. land a full podcast, you know, they may never be on. Um, and so and that's changed that just that having that uh, in-person interaction. Um, and in terms of in having that in-person interaction of just asking them right and in front of their face versus just on Instagram. In terms of preparing there are a couple of things. Um, one, stalking them on Instagram, right? I'm, I've, I've made that pretty well known <laughs> on the podcast. I try to look at almost every post going all the way back. And I'll even read the comments. Whoa. And yeah, you know, I love it when I can just 
it doesn't happen all the time, but when I can, you know, reference something that they posted about as we're talking and oh, it just, I should have Instagram stalked you before we did this. <laughs> you should have, you unprepared <laughs> asshole. No, just kidding. Um, and then that, and then now I also have my cousin Sevi who helps me with the research. Oh, cool. Some of my best, one of my, one of my better, um, interviews, I have to, you know, give him a bunch of thanks because, um, he, he did the research and the person that I'm handing the editing to that I mentioned earlier is my cousin, Tristan. And so he's a family affair, a little bit. Uh, they're both, uh, cousins through marriage and they actually have experience in audio and production. Cool. So I figured, uh, let's, you know, let's, let's work together. And then you got, you got a sponsor and another sponsor on the way, right? Yeah. So, um, by the time this episode airs, um, I'll have my second sponsor, Cordo Olive Oil. Shout out to them and Uni, Uni uh, Pizza Ovens. They've been sponsoring me since April. What's What's having a sponsor for your podcast like? What's the process like? Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Um, so for Uni, I reached out to them, um, and then for Cordo, they. They courted me. Cool. <laughs> and it's gonna feel kind of good, right? Hell yeah! I mean, who doesn't like to um, have that moment where they feel like you know their work is being recognized, yeah. right? And so that was nice. Um, and w- what that entails is uh, one is I actually believe in the product. I wouldn't want to rep anything that is shit. Sure. And then so obviously I talk about the product in the podcast, but also it, after the intro. Um, and then they give me a monthly stipend, um, for doing so Cool. and product. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. It helps me make better pizza. I mean, that's the goal of this whole thing, right? uh, Yeah. I mean, shit, I didn't have to, I just, I got two uni ovens now and like, which ones do you have? I have the uni Coda 16 and the uni Karu 12. And now I can cook gas in high heat and I can cook with wood in high heat. And then Cordo olive oil makes some amazing fucking tasty olive oil. And so I'm happy to be able to put that on my, on my, on my pizza. Sweet. So, so since pizza, since getting better at pizza making was the ultimate goal, how, how, how is it translated from the, the, from the pod, from conversations to, to your, to, to your actual making of, of pizza and out of curiosity is like, is the goal still potentially to do to do something in a in a professional setting as far as making the product? But like yeah. what? So so I guess what have you learned, and how have your goals shifted over the course of a year and a half of doing this? And maybe who are some people that have really? What were some like? There's a lot of questions at once. And what were a couple episodes or people that particularly were maybe influential to some of those things, whether it be culturally or or making the product or whatever it's kind of a long-winded question but. sure no I'll, I'll try and tackle them all um the podcast has not only helped my pizza making but just life in general i think as i'm but the let me start off with the problem first is that it is information overload right i mean for anyone who listens to it weekly you know shout out to you uh, because i could feel i could easily feel overwhelmed from all of the information and so i try to um, kind of balance that out by 
making pizza after each episode and try to apply some of the skills, but also just applying those little skills that I've learned in life. Because a lot of, you know, what we talk about on the podcast isn't just um, techniques or recipes, hydration. It really is about, you know, the individual maker and the dope shit that they're doing, right? I learned about their lifestyle, their struggles. And I think in that, I learned to, I've, I've further learned patience um, because I am a very imp- impatient person. Really? You, you strike me as a person with great patience. Really? I don't really know you that well. We, we've only, you know, we've only talked a handful of times, but I don't know, you strike me as a very like, oh, you're no. calm and, and. You no, know, I'm very impatient. Ask my wife. Well, I see, that's the thing. It's, it's a work in progress yeah. as, as life is, you know, I think um, my wife is, is the main reason that I'm patient, but even, but even that, even then I'm still always working on things. And so really what I, what I am reminded of each week is that we are always just learning. And I think that's, that's the thing with this podcast. Um, You know, there's so much to learn. We just have to remember to apply it when we can, but there's always a way to get better in anything that you want to do, right? There's no, there should be no stop to your learning or just improving, right? That's what I believe. Um, in terms of the the pizza makers, there are just way too many. You know, I I obviously have to give um, the proper respect to the quote unquote greats of pizza <laughs> who are like, you know, like the John Arenas, the Brian Spanglers, the yeah. Tony Gemignani's. I'm, I'm super appreciative that they not only give me time, but like a majority of my, uh, of the listeners who, who follow the podcast. Um, I got possessive there. My listeners, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I can sense that a lot of them are, are, you know, newer to to like you know somewhere closer to that end of the spectrum yeah. versus veterans and so to to have that opportunity to learn from from those who have been in in pizza for you know 15 20 plus years mm-hmm. excellent opportunity um but when it comes down to it you know what i've learned most is you know the passion from some of the people like you know, just recently, I've interviewed Brent from Farm Fired Pizza, who quit his nursing job, and it just really loved pizza and was able to do that. And and then there's there's Marcus from Hellapai, who also quit his construction job, and and I really look up to these people because they followed their dreams, sure, yeah, and they're willing to risk it. And I guess the, you know, the one last thing I want to leave off with is I still want to quit my job <laughs> to be able to do pizza because I know that time is limited. Yeah. And I know that if I start now, I'll at least, you know, I'll be on that trajectory of learning more about the world that I want to be in versus just having my foot kind of in it. Sure. Because that's how I feel right now. Like right I'm good. in pizza, but I'm not like... I'm not fully in it. Yeah, but I mean, you're in a different context. I mean, like, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I mean, I think you should also fucking go for it and, and, and go make pies. But like, it's also cool to have people in the space doing what you're doing. 
um connecting people um i i like like i've i've found it i actually like when i just listen to a random episode um of a person in some random place uh i can't remember his name but the, one of my favorites that i listen to uh hilltop hilltop hot Hoppies, Rafi, Rafi. I loved Rafi's whole. I love that whole episode, you know. And 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 that was to me. He's on the other side of the country. He's some just some random, <laughs> essentially to me in Portland, Oregon. Like he's some random dude in Massachusetts. I think um, was it Massachusetts. Fuck, where is he at? He's from the East Coast. Yeah, and it was just like it might have been upstate New York, and. um like I, I, I just found that was, I found it inspiring. I thought it was interesting. I, I like when, like I said, I, I, I just like pick a random episode and, and then all of a sudden you stumble into something that's like so cool about a person, you know, doing their thing the way that they do it in this industry that to me, pizza is unique because people have a freakish love for it um, in the industry, kind of more than other people do like people like pizza nerds are the biggest in the food world and like i know people across uh, you know enough of a spectrum it's not like i actually don't it's not like i'm 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 actually probably less embedded in the pizza community than than you are even though you just said like you only think you have one foot in but like you know pizza people are the most intense in some ways but also very fun i mean they just they love it in a way that people don't love making burgers i mean it's just like there's something about it that's uh kind of captivating and catches catches your attention but so i think it's really important that like there are people doing other things versus you know just being a yeah i i agree (laughs) i i know i uh i do I do see how there could be a need uh, for people like that. Like, I love being able to share Rafi's story and you being able to, to fucking just be like, oh yeah, I I, I would probably hang out with this dude. Right? Oh my god, I was I was ready to I was ready to go cross country, <laughs> dude. Because that's the thing, I was fucking thinking about you <laughs> as I was recording, and then there are so many. Freaking yeah. connections like that. It's like I'm talking to this guy. I was like, oh, this guy reminds me of James from Kilroy's Pizza. You know, all this stuff happens all the time and it it's like the most fun. But like being able to just, you know, like I don't I don't know if I want to be a, a connector, you know. I, I mean, uh in a sense where it's like, Oh yeah, you should meet this person. Um, you know, let me introduce you and then and benefit off of that. Like that's not me, but I I can uh I can find join joy in in the example um, that you just gave. Like I, I, I'd be down to do that all the time. <laughs> like, oh, if if I'm the reason Craig found Rafi, and they actually are just like, you know, they they one day make pizza together, maybe even one day open a business together, <laughs> whatever. I would be juiced, um, and that's cool. But in in terms of just like being, in, I don't know, like John Arena called me a pizza. Sp- as pizza spokesman, uh, Leo Lopez and Ross Hansen from Oak and Rye, they say that I'm I'm helping out with pizza culture in on the West Coast, uh, or actually California, and I'm like, cool, I'm down with that. You know, I'm I'm down to uplift pizza because yes, 
I am freakishly into it too. And I'm passionate about it. I fucking just love it. And just to go back to it all, like I, I really just think it's 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 the food itself. It it naturally brings joy. And and I think that's kind of where it stems from. Cool. How have you seen how does one measure the growth of a podcast? Numbers. What 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 kind of numbers? Um, if you listen, listening numbers, downloads, listens, um, I actually give, uh, more attention to engaged listening. What does that mean? Meaning they are start to finish. Um, yes. Right. It's like, did I, did I start with a hundred and then end up with 20 at the, at the middle point? Right. Um, most of the time, it's it's not. I, I want to say majority of the listeners, they'll stay all the way through the end. Um, they'll skip the intro. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, I skip the intro. Yeah, no, I I do. I all <laughs> I skip the intro on too. everything. <laughs> on on everything. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear you blab. <laughs> no, but the thing with podcasts is like, if you're listening. You're, they're, they're there for you because you're in areas where you can't be active with your phone. And that's why intros and, and um, advertisements do so well. Sure. Because like, as much as I want to skip the intro, I'm not pulling out my phone right now while I'm listening, um, for the most part, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I look at that. I, looked at, I look at engagement. Uh, but I also look at feedback and shares. Um, and the reason being is because like, you know, I, like a hundred people can listen and it could be a shitty episode. And so if people are saying, oh yeah, I love this episode, I'm paying attention to that. I am, you know, looking out for the shares and, and, and seeing like what kind of episodes people tend to gravitate towards. And where do you see that info? That, um, people are DMing me. People are resharing the the uh the episode itself on instagram um sometimes i like i have a like a a consistent you know handful of people who who reshare um shout out to scott cheese pizza 7 and and ben mushy peas <laughs> um but then i also have you know guests uh, like li- like friends of the guest that week and then they'll reshare and i'm like okay cool like like that was a good enough episode where it's just like some random person who doesn't know me at all will share the podcast. Cause it's like, I can listen to it and be like, okay, that was cool. Or I can listen to it. Oh, that sucks. But if it's like, oh, I listened to it and that was good enough for me to share to my social feed. Um, turned out. Okay. Have you noticed any kind of, uh, trends in terms of like, is it about the guest? Is it about, how well known the guest is, whether you're interviewing Dan Rick Ricker Richard. Richard or you're interviewing random person from Portland, Oregon who owns a pizza shop in St. John's, like or or like have you noticed any kind of is it the content of the episode? Like what kind of is it the rapport? Like I don't know. Have you noticed any kind of Yeah, if your name is Craig and you work at Gracie's a pizza, you're automatically just gonna get a <laughs> yeah. ton of downloads. Yeah, I'm I, sure. I, I, I don't, I, I, that's what I, I messaged you. I messaged you and I was like, Hey, did you share this episode? Um, because it's, it's getting a lot of listens. I mean, I did share it. You did? I mean, I shared it like 
in terms of like, like your social yeah like oh okay yeah um so that helps a lot is that when people share but like in terms of like what makes a really good episode from what i'm seeing is that the guest has to feel like they were listened to and that they got you know their word across and that they were satisfied because if i were a guest on a podcast and i didn't like it right or i just wasn't as impressed or whatever i wouldn't share that yeah and so if a guest feels that and they're confident enough to share it to their like community i think that's typically like they they co-sign on it essentially yeah and so that helps with the listens do you think that does it typically coincide with like say the episodes that um, seem well received or well shared and how you feel about them or do hmm. you feel like like i make pizzas all the time that are like that i think are fucking awesome that are like the daily for the day mm-hmm. and like n- nobody buys it you know <laughs> and like but it might be something that i fucking love you know and then and so it's like an interesting situation where and that's like a great question for 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 a restaurant or business owner or whatever yeah. Anyone who makes anything is like the relationship between kind of like your integrity, lack of a better word, or the thing that you really love, but also like what do people want Mm -hmm. and like finding in a way like the compromise about where those two things hit. So do you often find that like you have to compromise or, or do you find that a lot of times the episodes that you really love are also really well received? I think it's more so the latter. Um, you know, I want to make shit that I would listen to. Yeah. Right. I get a, I get a few influences from other podcasts that I like. What podcast do you like? Um, I my first ever podcast that I listened to is Bigger Pockets because I wanted to buy a rental property back in the day. Um, I listened to Steve Delinsky's podcast, Smart Passive In uh, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, um, and those are re- just the. Th- those are really the three that I listen to. And then now I listen to a podcasting podcast oh, on gosh. how to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, and and so yeah, very, very, very meta. And so like basically, um, yeah, I, I grab a few influences from there. And and what I like is a uh, good flow and you know, I, I like to be able to to get value from it. And so I feel like when when I'm feeling good about it and you know, the guest is feeling good about it, um, then yes, people are going to react for sure. Um, in terms of like having a compromise, there has been a little bit of compromise, right? I won't, I won't lie. Cause I, sometimes I just want to release the full episode unedited. Um, but then I also realize that, that people got places sure. to be, and, yeah. you know, things to do and I have to be respectful of their time. And so I try to just make it so that it is as digestible as possible. I don't know. People are, are, are straying away from the longer form content. And so I'm, I'm trying to keep it as long as I can um, without it being too overwhelming. Yeah, it seems like you've kind of settled in mid-50s for a lot of them. From 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 my research, yes. <laughs> so you did so you did research a little bit, yeah. No, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Around uh, I try to keep it under an hour. Um, 
but there will be there will be inevitably more that I release that are a little over that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the editing process like? Do you and and what's the I guess both the editing process and for you, do you listen back to a lot of your episodes after they've been like how many times? Like, do you just listen? Obviously, listen back when you're editing. I'm sure that's probably arduous. Um, but then do you listen back to complete episodes frequently? Like sometimes you kind of like, do you use that as sort of a way of studying your, your work for lack of a better phrase or. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it more now. Um, you know, listening to it after the podcast has been posted. Um, so I can point out all the stupid questions that I asked and, you know, think of all the questions that I should have. And, it, that's I, I feel like that's the reason why I found that I need to just um, get back to center is because it's like it's it's there it was obvious but I missed it it's because I'm thinking of all these other things in terms of the editing process very 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 arduous like sometimes oh my gosh <laughs> I get I just like wipe the sweat off my head that's like real talk like I have spent like close to eight to ten hours out on one episode um on every rare occasion just because i i'm I'm striving for this and that's obviously like not sustainable it's actually quite (laughs) definitely unsustainable it's a lot of time very much so but i will never forget like you know those lessons and it also it like it reminds me like do a better job interviewing motherfucker and like you won't have to to edit as much (laughs) yeah um and so, and just the process is, you know, um, I, I do very, you know, I, I do some sound treatment and, but really it's making sure for me, the most important thing is flow, making sure that flow is going from beginning to end and it's clean and the transitions are smooth because there is always, always, always a delay when you're talking to someone online. Sure. And that pisses me off, but that's the only way I can do these podcasts at the moment. And so I just want to make sure that everything is, uh, has a good flow. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that's really hard because you've done probably most of them online. I would imagine, right? Like 99%. Yeah. 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 I, I was in, insistent that we don't do this until we can be in the same room. Yeah. Um, I, I respect that. Which is nice because it just seemed like the only way to do it. So what's next for you? What's next for you? The human what's next for you the podcaster like what what are some like kind of things you want to see i don't know where would you like to see the podcast go would you like it to become and do you think it could become a your full-time job would you even want it to be um like what what's kind of like you, you know your trajectory if you started out kind of with the intention of of learning about pizza making to then open a pizza shop is that still the goal or do you kind of how you know how has that changed or not changed now that you've done this for a year and a half? Yeah, um, a big time pizza podcast. <laughs> I want to be a big time pizza podcaster. <laughs> um, I think you're the biggest, as far as I can tell. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> oh, sure if there's gosh. a lot out there, but there are there are a few that are uh, active. And uh, what I can say is, I think I'm in the top five <laughs> out of five. <laughs> but um, I. Um, I do want to continue learning because I think that um, just being more knowledgeable about pizza will continue to open doors for me. It already has, right? Um, Even just 
going to expo and receiving more hugs than I could have ever imagined. Like that to me is an opportunity because it's just like, I have this quote unquote community. Yeah, you do. Right. That I'm just like, Oh fucking shit. Like a year and a half ago, this would have never happened. I would have been at pizza expo walking around like a fucking loner trying to introduce myself. That would be me if I went to pizza expo. And there's nothing wrong with being that. That terrifies me. I don't know. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, I would have much rather had that. There are people who, you know, want to be around a lot of people and that's totally me. And so sorry for, you know, disrespecting anyone who may like Oh, that's not, that's not, that is not what I meant at (laughs) all. You just mentioned Pizza Expo a few times and I've actually never even imagined going to it. But so that's a whole, that's maybe a separate conversation. It's it's like this big social party, but I guess the the point was, it's like, um, I think that as I continue to uh, podcast and learn about pizza, um, these, you know, these, these, um, I don't like the word opportunity, but these opportunities keep continue to continuing mm-hmm. to open up. Cool. Um, and in terms of opening a restaurant, one of the things that I didn't mention earlier about like one of the more memorable things is like one is um, Peyton Smith. He said, don't do this to be a commodity. And then two, like multiple people have said this is that um, the people who, who give who have the more successful ones more successful pizzerias are the ones who are in it every day and while i never wanted it to be a commodity i you know that that just stood out to me most but also just like i do i originally anticipated um going into this as an owner not an operator and i don't know that I have the patience to be an owner and an operator. I don't know that I want to put in that type of sweat. I don't know that I have it or that I want to have that. And I have the utmost respect for people who do. But if I want to own something, you know, I'd I'd want ownership. You know, what I want is that if I were ever to open a restaurant, I want to have, you know, 100% 100% respect of every single bit of it. And I think that's what I'm learning right now. And so I hope to be able to apply that someday um, in the event that I do just become an owner and not an operator. I mean, I think it's I think it's cool and important that people, you know, that like, like you, you know, you, I guess I kind of like, I'm, I'm hanging on to you saying you have like one foot in kind of, and one foot out but to me you're all in like to me you're all in and so like and i think it's really important that there's not this like um i stopped cooking pretty young because working in restaurants is fucking awful and i spent like a lot of my mid-20s in a way like feeling a little bit like i had imposter syndrome because i wasn't like working in a restaurant i wasn't like a line cook or i didn't own a restaurant or i did a lot of weird things i i sold cheese i bought food for a market i ran a food co-op like i worked in coffee i did a lot of weird things kind of like auxiliary like one foot in one foot out and then and then i opened a restaurant or i opened a food cart which is like a step in the right direction what what i noticed culturally is sort of like and i think it's a bad thing it's like 
this increased acceptance, right? To like, you're a part of this industry because you're a cook. And then you're a part of this industry, kind of, if you own a food cart. And if you own a mobile food cart, that's like a fucking carny like me. You're like only a, a touch in. And then when you own a restaurant, all of a sudden you're like accepted as like, a, like you have some kind of, you didn't do anything. I mean, you didn't do anything necessarily special. You just opened a restaurant, you know? So I think like, I'd like to see more people like to me you're just as you're just as in it as I am. You're just in it in a different way. You know, and I, so I think like while I'm asking like what your plans are, it's more because you kind of went I was more curious because you went in with a certain goal. And I was curious if that changed not necessarily that at least on my end that I think it it has to go that way. You know, and I think like you can have a great space in this industry and you can just Honestly, sometimes it's more fun to just make pies for people at your goddamn house and like have people come over and make them and watch them eat. And that's all I fundamentally do at the restaurant, just on a bigger scale. So, like, for me, I opened a restaurant so I could make more pizza. And like, part of the problem at home is you can only eat and make so much pizza. But like, I think it's cool and I think important that people are actually like, and I think you've been, it seems like you've been embraced, for lack of a better word, by the community because your position is just as important or valuable. So I don't think like it has to be the trajectory that you open a restaurant or something. I was more just curious, but it's, but yeah, I think like, I think you got both feet in. (laughs) Seems like it to me. I do feel like it consumes almost all of my days. I'm always thinking about it. I love it. Um, And yeah, I mean, in terms of the podcast, you know, I started this to have a pizza business. And you know what? I am proud to say that I have a business around pizza. You have a pizza business. I have a pizza business. I like, I don't want to offend anyone who owns a restaurant. Uh, you have a pizza business. I, I think You have a I do. pizza business. I'm talking make, about it. I make money off yeah, of pizza. That's fucking awesome. And yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. What do you think you're going to run out of guests? Ugh, I wonder that. I don't think so. Yeah. Cuz I'm like there are so many guests that I just want to do parts part yeah. twos or part threes with. Oh gosh. <laughs> you. <laughs> I got a, you got enough hours out of me. I mean I'm happy to but people no, don't need, people need to listen like, to me think, for another hour. Dude, we're just talking about like all of your other like you're renting out spots, uh you're renting out space, you're thinking about, you know, uh this new project that I'm not going to name, but, um, you know, people are always changing. Yeah. There's always more to learn. And I'm like, yo, can I get a second interview? But then there are people that I haven't interviewed yet. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to run out. Yeah. Cool. I'm never, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be not interested in, in what someone's doing in pizza. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad you're doing what you do. Thank you. I think it's super cool. I think from the minute I'm glad I know you now, I think from the minute I, I I talked with you, like even our first podcast, a little rocky in general, like it was long. <laughs> we talked for a long time. <laughs> we went across a whole span of things. Yeah. The second one was way better, right? But but I knew from the like the moment we first talked, like you are earnest, you're honest, you're curious, you're you know, I was excited to talk to you again. And uh I don't see why, you know, why why people would want to just keep keep doing that i don't see why i can't keep going i'm just curious as to to 
I think, and, and I think you have a pizza business. So awesome! Damn, I got oh <laughs> for whatever that's worth. I think you have a pizza business, dude. That that's so fucking cool to say. Yeah. Well, shit. I guess uh, anything else specifically you you want to talk to people about? I guess there is one very important question for you. What's that? What's well, good though? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, you heard it here first. I got a motherfucking pizza business. That's what's good though. <laughs> uh, usually, people ask me that the first the first question. I mean, usually I. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I had it. I had it stored away in my brain to Thank make you. sure I got it at the end. Damn! I'm so glad I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I have a pizza business. I'm in Portland and. I can honestly say um, that I am just super happy. I'm very happy. I'm I'm very, you know, content with my home life, even my work life. Like, you know, I have I've said on the podcast that I that I hate my job, that <laughs> that I want to quit, but I'm also just now seeing the positive of it. And my wife's helped me with that too. Is that because of the job that I have, I'm able to pay a mortgage off, uh, support my baby sister in private school, and have the free time to grow this business. And I'm super thankful for it, right? And I love the fact that, you know, I am not struggling. That could be a bad thing because uh, deprivation uh, leads to cre- creativity and motivation, but I am not struggling. Um, to, you know, figure out if I can pay my mortgage next month as I take on this risk of building this business, as I take on the time risk and the energy and effort risk yeah. of putting in this, uh, building this business. And so life is so good and I'm so just, I'm, I'm happy, really, truly. What's better than that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> hey, I'm grateful that you're doing what you're doing. I think it's super cool. I would imagine people are into it and, uh. I just want to see it keep going. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for chatting with me. (laughs) Cheers. Craig, thank you so, so much, buddy. I appreciate you for making the time and following through and making this happen. It was fun kind of making that that realization with you uh, from someone who I actually look up to in the pizza community. I appreciate you, I appreciate your hospitality, and I appreciate your friendship. To you, the listener, there you have it. Thank you for supporting me in my pizza business. While it's not the most traditional business, it's one that I'm super proud of. It's one that makes me super happy. Thank you for sharing this episode. Thank you for sharing all the episodes in the past and the ones in the future. And and just thank you for, you know, giving me feedback every week and, and letting me know that you learned something new or you just enjoy the show. Trust me, it means everything. Don't forget, there is a link in the show notes to leave feedback for this specific show. Please do so if you feel. Other than that, I hope you have a great freaking day. Till next time. Peace.